Hello and welcome to the Disabled But Enabled podcast. This podcast seeks to celebrate and encourage sickle cell warriors and also their loved ones who fight alongside them. Each week, we talk about the realities of living with sickle cell disease. We aim to bring hope and leave you with at least one reason to carry on on this journey called life. I am your host, Tutu Emmanuel. Hello and welcome to another edition of this podcast show. Today, I've got an extra special guest, actually. He's an extra special guest because he's a friend turned to brother, both part of the same family, the Speak for Gold family, yes. I met him during the Speak for Gold conference earlier this year. And, you know, we've just become family since then. He's become a big brother to me. He's an extra special guest because he doesn't suffer from sickle cell. And I don't even think he has any family member that suffers from sickle cell. However, what we're talking about today, I think is something that can help. His name is Amakri Isoboe, formerly known as the Wordsmith. I'll let him introduce himself because I think he can introduce himself better than I can do justice to it. (laughs) So Amakri, can you please introduce yourself? (laughs) Good, good to be here. Good to be here. Lovely, lovely. You know, seeing this our dream taking shape, you know, like somebody coming to ask, how did this all begin? As in, where did it start from and all that? At least I can tell the story. I'm so glad being here. My name is Amakri. Amakri Isoboye. I'm a, simply put, a HRO generalist. I love HRO. I work in HRO. Uh, I'm an author, a creative writer, and I love calling myself the word Smith. Uh, somebody may ask why, because I believe in the power of words for it is the unit of creation. So everything I see around me, everything seen unseen is as a result of the spoken word. So in a nutshell, that's a macri summary. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for Pleasure coming. Is mine. Be with me and be a guest on my podcast. So I'm sure people are wondering, what are we talking about? Why do you have a guest on your show today that has no idea what sickle cell is? So what exactly is he doing here? Okay, I will answer your questions right away. Amakri has had a life experience that I can say is quite similar to what you sometimes feel when you go through sickle cell pain. When you get to that point in your life where you think, Is it really worth it? I'm just going to give up and throw in the towel. It's probably easier to give it all up. Maybe commit suicide intentionally or not intentionally, but it's okay for you to just happen some way, somehow, because you're just fed up with everything going around you. And for anyone that is going through sickle cell or any other pain out there, I'm sure you know what I mean. When it seems that everything is crumbling down within you, well, Amakri has been down that road and back. So he's going to, first of all, share his story so you can understand a bit more about him. So Amakri, can you please tell our listeners what led you down this road, this road of you wanting to throw in the tower? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I must once again say you are a strong person, you know, uh, coming to have heard, know 
your challenges and seeing the progress you have made also in addressing it you know more or less like this will not bring me down i must say kudos to you kudos to you yes sickle cell i'm not a sickler i don't have somebody suffering from sickle cell in my family but that doesn't mean i don't have them around me as friends my experience has really taught me so much so much about dealing with pain, dealing with pain. That's one aspect of our existence that sometimes we want to like uh, be in denial of. But mm. listen, pain is real. 2017, for me, I had this life-transforming experience stemming from work. You know, I had this issue at work. I felt I was not well-treated. I love my job, you know, I, I love my job as in when I get into that element, I just, you know, sail away. But something happened and somehow I was badly treated. It got to me. No, no, it did as in seriously. So it got to the point that I couldn't appreciate the beautiful things of life anymore. I just felt like, come on. I've been doing my best, giving my best to my job and everything. Why, 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 why me? Why me? I became so moody. I got to that point and I, from hindsight now, I came to, I mean, I've come to appreciate that word, clinical depression, somebody becoming depressed, you know, and everything, everything just went blank for me tasteless, so to say. And I almost did something that I never thought. And what was that? Yes, you, you, you made mention of it when you were doing the introduction. I almost took my own life. Wow. And not just mine, that of my wife, because we were in the car together that evening, you know. And after that incident, I spoke to myself, what did you just do now? As in, you, you stepped away from, quote and unquote, your comfort zone, and you went into a zone that was not, I mean, you have never thought of in your life. That was what happened to, to you know, that was what happened. And how did I come out of it? How did I, with the help of my wife, I came to discover the beautiful things about words. Like I said, when I was introducing myself, that I, I love calling myself the word Smith. There is nothing, nothing we go through in life that words cannot bring us out from. Yes, nothing. Why? Somebody may say, why do you say that? Because everything we see around us was created by words. Yes, everything, everything. When God wants to walk in your life, he gives you a word. An idea comes like what? A word. So I discovered the beautiful things behind words, spoken words. And I, you know, started to like grow that tree of words, so to say, you know, growing that tree of words and gradually by his grace and by his mercies, I pulled out of it. You know, I, I now turned my pain into my story. I started writing books you know uh sometime from 2017 till date 
I wrote about, I've written rather three books and I'm writing more because I discovered my escape route from that situation, which was word. You know what you're saying is so, 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 so powerful because I sit down here and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking, how you just used words. So can you share some of those words with people? Because people are just thinking, what words do I say? I'm in pain. What kind of words do I say? Because I know that when I used to be much younger and people used to come and tell, and for those that are listening that suffer from sacred cell, can probably identify with this when you would hear, oh, this person is not going to live past a certain age. This person is going to, this sickness is onto death. This is onto this. And even as a little girl, I had no idea what I was doing. But I remember in our room, in the children's back room back home, we had a long-standing mirror. And I would stand in front of that mirror. And I would imagine myself being pregnant. And I'd be envisaging myself as a pregnant person. And I would say, oh, when I grow up, I'll get married. I'll have two boys. I had nothing. I had no idea of what I was saying. But on hindsight night, those words I spoke were probably what was yeah. giving me the strength uh -huh. to carry on without realizing. So can you share some of those words and how those words got you from, because like you said, you've done something that you would not normally do. Yeah. You went and almost tried to commit suicide. Uh -huh. You understood it was clinical depression. Your wife made you begin to see the beautiful things of life. So how did that now translate to words? And which no. words did you start to use? And how did you begin to identify that it was the words you were speaking that was bringing healing? Good. You, you have that everything around you stems from speaking, be it negative, be it positive. So what I did was now I decided to look for those positive words. Who are you to start with, first of all? Just like you said now, looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, envisaging who you are. Okay, this is what I'm going to be in X, Y, Z number of years. So that is more like projecting positivity. So what I did was to look for positive words. Words like, I am blessed. I am the head and not the tail. My, my going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. Like, Yes, speaking positive words, you know, to yourself from scriptures. Remember, remember, I always say this when I talk to people about what happened to me. I'm a Christian, so this happened to me as a Christian. You understand that? Mm -hmm. To go back to scriptures, to start with, first of all, I started confessing the word, the positive words from scriptures, I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Because I came to realize at that point that that scripture that says, as a man thinks, so he is. You project those things. So I started speaking those words. Then I started picking up books or rather going back to books that I've read in time past about people, their experiences and all that. And I started projecting those experiences from the books. I mean, confessing them confessing them, then I had to reinforce the confession by writing, like putting them down, my thoughts, you know, like I want to share this. I want to share my experience with other people. I want to share it with the world. So by so doing, I just had this escape route, so to say, like, yes, I can leave. No, I can leave. I have a reason to leave now. 
Yes, no matter the challenges, but I have a reason to live. Now, what's the reason? Words to speak to somebody out there. Yes, I can see better now. Yes, I can appreciate life better now. So that was how God helped me through that phase using words. So what if someone says to you that it was just probably a fluke? It was just, you were just lucky. How do you know that it was the words you spoke? How can you relate or connect those words to your experience, what you experienced afterwards? How can you be sure that it was because you are the, you said you were the head and not the tail that you were you are here where you are now? How are you so sure that it was because you said I would live and not die is why you have, you know, how can you be sure? What's the connection? Is there any there is, scientific there is. or psychological or anything you can claim that connects I would, to? I would, I would even say I'm not a scientist by practice, even though I did science in school. There is a scientific back into this. What at that period in my life, I did something which fast forward to today, I call it word audit. I sat down to think about four or five years before that time. What was it like? The speaking, the words, the utterances. Then that particular year, what was it like? The speaking, the utterances. Then three years or two years or two months after that, the speaking, the words. I brought all of this on the table and I started making like comparing. And I saw that, yes. When I was going through this period, I just I just allowed negativity, negative words. You get me? When people are saying negative things, it's like, yes, you're right, you're right. You know, it's like reinforcing the negativity. But when my wife told me that, listen, you, misery loves company. Misery loves company. When you're miserable, you want to stay in the midst of misery. I mean, people who are also miserable, like, ah, just like, okay, yes, you're right, that pain, you're right. But listen, you change your company because if your communication corrupts good manners, you change your company. So what I did was to change my company. How did I do that? The company of negative words, change them. And yours truly, yours truly, to, to, I saw the difference. Now, I came across this, uh, talk of a scientist who wanted to test the power of words. You know, he wants, wanted to test the power of words. Let's know if these words are really true. He brought two plants, two plants, kept them in two different rooms. On one, he was speaking positive words. You know, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, and all that. Then the other one in the other room, he was just speaking negative words over those that particular plant. He did that for a period. He did not apply manure. He did not apply water as whatever. The one that was receiving positive words was blossoming. And the one that was receiving negative words shriveled. And he was wondering, he was like, how? But when he was giving out this, like his findings and somebody like a pastor or something told him, 
Yes, why are you surprised? It's scriptural. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. That is so true. That is just bang on. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing and by the hearing word of God. By, so does fear come, and it comes by hearing, not the word of God now, something that is not the word of God. Yeah. So you, you expose yourself. So that, that was what I did, just to expose myself to faith, word, positive words, not just positive thinking, so to say, in quote, but those words that you know, they, I mean, as I speak them every day, every day, every day, all of a sudden, I just realized, I, I use the word all of a sudden, I just realized I'm in a different atmosphere. There is this brightness all around this beauty all around so that is how i got out of it and it is real it is true i still practice it till tomorrow wow thank you because the power of words is so important sometimes we do not realize it you know and what you said about the power of life and death is now our mouth you know true. obviously the scientists are speaking life to one plant and you were speaking death Death. to another plant so mm -hmm. we need to be careful the things we say but why do we then draw the line between positive words and living in denial good so you know for instance sometimes you would hear people say things like you can see somebody's obviously not feeling well yeah and you ask are you okay i am blessed and highly favored <laughs> yeah, that is positive words. But I, at that point in time, that person needs help. That person is possibly in pain. I need mm -hmm. to get to the hospital. I'm in pain. So where do yeah. we draw the line between crying out for help to say, I'm in pain, and saying, I am blessed and highly favored because I want to speak positive words? You are blessed and highly favored, no doubt about that. Something happened and... Uh... This word came so strong to me, and I was meditating on it. That was, I think, last year or so, and I shared it with my wife because each time words hit me like that, I just call her and we begin to talk. He calls those things that are not as though they were, but he doesn't call those things that are as though they were not. Hmm. Please, can you repeat that one more time? Please, he I need calls, to say this again. Yes, he calls those things that are not as though they were but he does not call those things that are as though they were not there are two different things two different things you are in pain yes you are in pain don't be in denial i am in pain i am hurting it's just like you see a little a little child is crying say mommy or daddy i need a hug i need a hug i'm in pain i need it the child knows the answer to that pain. The child is not denying the fact that he or she is in pain, that just give me a hug. The hug will take away the pain. So you are in pain. Don't try to make it look like the other person is not spiritual or does not understand. You are in pain. Yes, I'm in pain, but listen, this is what I need. I don't need your pity. Don't pity me. What I need you to do with me is speak the positive words along with me he calls those things that are not as though they were but he doesn't call those things that are as though they were not 
you're in pain. Yes, you are in pain. I'm seeing you, you're in pain. But listen, you are healed. You are the healed of God. So you begin to practice those, okay, you're in pain. All right, relax. Let us see if you can take a few steps. You're in pain, we know, but just take a few steps because it's all about the practice. But not when you are in pain. I'm asking you, are you in pain? No, I'm not in pain. I am here. Why? What? No, now that you're lying now. Yes, I am in pain, but I am going out of pain. I, you know, you're not admitting as in failure, so to say, or you're a failure. No, you are only seeing the obvious. It's true, I'm in pain. We are Christians. We go back to that principle. The earth was without form and void. God did not come to look at the earth and said, ah, okay, the earth is okay. No, he said it. He said the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. But God said, let there be light. So that is it. So a, a lot of us, a lot more times we lie to ourselves. I'm talking about Christians now. You know, you're in pain. You are in pain. Admit it, but don't dwell on it. That's the difference. You are admitting it, but you're not dwelling on it. I feel this pain here, but I know I am healed. Oh, I have this headache here. Yes, that's the truth. I have headache here. Oh, headache, you're gone. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You don't stop saying it. You know, like Pastor Chris will say it. If you, I don't know if you've heard that message when we're talking about the word of God growing in the city of Ephesus, that the word of God grew in the city of Ephesus and prevailed. How? It grew. How do you grow something? You keep saying it. You don't stop saying it. You don't feel like, oh, I've said enough. No, you keep saying it. You're feeling the pain. Yes, I know, but you keep saying it. But how easy is it, though? Because I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But I'm just mm -hmm. thinking about someone who is listening to this right now and saying, this brother doesn't understand me. This man does not understand me. Yeah. I have been to the hospital. It's been from one negative report to the other. You don't understand how my whole body is being battered by this sickle cell. You know, they've said this and they've said that. And I've been saying these words. So, you know, do I tell the doctor to keep their reports? Do I not accept the doctor's report? How do I keep carry on? How do you, what helps you to carry on and keep in that? Because I get you in terms of those words, but somebody's probably listening and thinking, you don't get it. Yeah. As a, should I show you my medical report? Should I show you what the doctors have said? Mm. How in the midst of all this mm. do I speak positivity? How can I say that I would live and I would not die? How will I say that he would, with okay. long life and good health he will satisfy me when I can't see anything good mm -hmm. on this report? How, can, how do people get to that point or from helplessness to hope? For Focus. I use the word focus. A lot more times, you know, when you sit with people in pain and you try to like, you know, share with them that word you don't understand. I always tell them, don't say that. Don't say I don't understand. I know you're in pain. 
but your focus matters a lot. What are you focusing on? That's the key. What are you focusing on? Now, I saw this movie years ago growing up. Uh, today, it came to me again. I was, I've been searching for the movie, 500 Miles for Jessica. A father, a man and a woman. As in, Now, they had a child. She had a clinical condition, and the doctor said she wouldn't leave up to 10 years of age. And the father looked at him, you know, a Catholic, looked at him, and he told him it's not true. And the doctor was like, no, you can see all the whatever. He said, no, she will leave. She will leave. And along the line, he made a promise to God. That's the focus I'm talking about. The doctor's report, they were all there. The reports were there for him to see. But he decided to move his focus to God instead of the report. He was not in denial, but he chose not to dwell on that. And he told God, I am going to give you five, I'm going to run 500 miles for Jessica if she leaves till 10. And he did it. He almost killed himself as per, you know, fatigue and all that. But he did it. And guess what? She lived more than 10 years. It's focus. So it's not like you're in denial. No, you, you shift your focus. And what you give attention to gives you direction. So it is, it is not just a feel good, feel good. No, it's not feel good. You're in pain. I know. But your focus, that is what matters. Your focus is like the story of the man who Jesus met and asked him, why are you still? He said, there's nobody to carry me and put me, and put me in that, inside that pool. When, excuse me, you're waiting for somebody to carry you. Why not crawl and go and sit in the pool? So that when the angel comes, you'll be in the pool. So it's focus. So a lot more times what we go through, we dwell on it instead of us to change our focus change your focus and that was what i did change your focus stop imagine uh, to, to imagine you from january to december day in day out you're talking about one subject you're talking about one subject oh how they treated me badly how they did. so you're still living in the past time has gone you're just there hello come on Wake up, change your focus, change that confession, speak that word, keep speaking it. It's all about time. You will turn and ask yourself, where is the pain? The pain is gone. The pain is gone. The same way we dwell on pain and build, you know, mountains of whatever out of it over the period is the same way, that same energy, we should turn it, focus on something good and be speaking. And before you know it, you are there. Wow. You know, I'm just taking everything you're saying in because it's so right about focus. Because sometimes when you are in that pain, it's so easy for your focus to be on that pain. It's so mm -hmm. easy for you to only, that's the only thing that is seemingly consuming your mind. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to be so easily consumed by the doctor's report. It's so mm -hmm. easy 
to be consumed by the pain. And, you know, with something like sickle cell, for instance, you could be having crisis in two different parts of your body at the same time. Your knee and your arms can decide to play up at the same time. So, you know, it's like one minute you're holding on to your knee, next minute you're, but you're saying that, you know, forget that, forget that pain. The pain is there. Let the doctors deal with the pain. Take the painkillers, take the medications they give you. Mm -hmm. Leave the the doctors to worry about the pain. You put your focus on the right. You know, I came across, not I came across, we know the scripture, but sometimes we just gloss over them. He said, he came to give life and to give that life more abundantly. Imagine, just try to quantify the kind of life he came to give more abundantly. He came to give it, not just to give it, to give it more, not just to give it more, but to give it more abundantly. So imagine you and I focusing on that abundant life or the more abundant life that he came to give. You dwell on it. You keep dwelling on it. You keep saying it. You just realize all of a sudden it's gone. It is gone. So for someone that is listening now and saying, okay, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge what you're saying. But where do I start from? Start from where you are. Two days ago, I wrote down something. You know, Job said something. He said, what I feared had come upon me. Mm-hmm. What I feared. It means he has been meditating on something. Night has happened. I told myself, what I fated has come upon me. Fear. They say, fear is the opposite of faith. What I fated starts from that place. Start from that very spot where you are and begin to build, begin to build. Remember, remember what we said from the beginning. You're not in denial. Don't be in denial. But you start from that con- that very spot. You're speaking those words. I know I'm in pain, but this is what the word of God says about me. This is what God has said about me. Yes, you keep saying it. You keep saying it. And then, let, let, me, let me tell you this. Stay away from negativity. Stay away from toxic environments. <laughs> because it's, it's simple. Someone says, what? I said it's simple. Evil communication corrupts good manners. So good can be corrupt or can be corrupted, you know, permit me to use that word. So you stay away from the negativity. Stay away from all those uh, information that will drag you down. Let me tell you something, a little uh, uh, detour, but we'll come back to it. Do you know that I've not watched CNN for over a year and? Hmm. Yes. Sky, all the major news. I don't watch them anymore. Over a year and. Why? Because... The energy they project is not what I need. It's draining. So what do I do now? I listen to podcasts. I listen to messages. Even some Christian network, I don't tune to them. I choose what I listen to. I focus. You know, when you want to, the word focus is like saying you're blind to others, but just one. Just like a man making a vow to a woman. I'm not looking at any other lady, just you. That's it. I'm not looking at any other lady, just you. I'm focused. So that is where you start from. Begin to turn off those negative outlets. Turn them off, turn them off, turn them off. Just turn them off. If you have friends who are always speaking negative, 
hello, just stay away from them. Pray to God to bring the positive friends, people that would speak those things around you. You pick up material, script, I mean, uh, books to read, listen to good messages. That is how you build your focus and you stay away from those negative things that will drain you. Do you know, what you're saying is like, I'm just here quietly just taking everything in like, oof, oof, oof. because it's so true that sometimes, you know, when you talked about, you know, misery likes company, for instance, I think about it uh -huh. that you like to build, we like to build pity party for ourselves. When we are going yeah. through those, some, some of those things, we call people sometimes, we choose those who will call. We saw that a couple mm -hmm. that would join us and say, ah, really? Is that what they said? Oh, no. And sometimes when we call people and people say, forget about it, you kind of get angry with that person thinking, you don't understand. I'm telling you this is what I'm going through and you're just mm -hmm. shutting me down. But you don't realize mm -hmm. that that person is not exactly shutting you down. That person is just trying to tell you, focus on the right thing. Change focus. your focus. Change and your changing focus. your focus would change things. But then yeah. what do you then say to somebody that says, you know what, Amakri, I've heard all this before. Yeah. I've changed my focus. I've thought about positive things, yet I lost a loved one. I believed, mm -hmm. I put my faith in it. I trusted God. Not one negative word came out of my mouth. But yet, this person, I still lost this loved one. It's a serenity prayer. You know, you heard about the serenity prayer. Yes. You see, there are certain things in life you want to try to define them. Mm. You can't. No, you can't. So just accept it. Let it be that it is God and you. He's sovereign. No, he is. He is sovereign. Mm. I've been speaking. I've been confessing. And the person still died. Mm. Mm -mm. Don't see it that way. See that God took the person home. He knows best. You may not know. No, no, you may not. We don't know it all. Mm. But for this purpose, he took the person home. So don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Feel the pain, but don't pick a quarrel with God. Hey, because you can't, you can't, if you're picking a quarrel with God, who is going to comfort you? <laughs> exactly. Who is going to comfort you? But know that you have this comfort. What's your comfort? That this person is in a better place. Yeah. That's my comfort. But Lord, I wish I would have loved the person to stay. Now, you know, when my mom passed, let me tell you, I saw my mom die as in, in my arms yes the evening that this happened you know i saw her in the morning you know we just did because the way, the way where i was staying is like a five to ten minutes drive to the family house where you know she was staying uh that was back then so that evening they called me i i, I mean I said, I saw her in the morning. What was the problem? They were all screaming. So I ran to the house. I held her. I prayed. Do to I did. Then she passed. 
I felt really bad that evening. I asked so many questions. But do you know the comfort? It's like, she's in a better place. She is in a better place. She is in a better place. First of all, you must appreciate the fact that what you have called, that thing you have, or that thing we have called life, is a gift. It was given by him. Ask yourself that question. Do you know how... Do you know how precious life is? So sometimes I don't even think, I don't even see life as a gift that was given. I see it as a precious Good. drug that was lent to us. So Good. you know how sometimes when, and maybe the ladies in the house might understand this, mm -hmm. you know, you're a, a woman is getting married or, you know, your daughter is getting married and you want to go and, and you look in your jewelry box and you don't have any jewelry that you think fits that occasion. Mm. Or even for guys that are getting married and they go and rent a tuxedo. No mm -hmm. matter how beautiful that tuxedo is or that jewelry you've learned for that wedding is, after the wedding, you, you have to the take the tuxedo back to the shop. <laughs> or you have to return the jewelry to the jewelry owner. But during that wedding, it served its purpose. Exactly. You know, it beautified the bride or the mother of the yeah. bride. Or the groom looked yeah. immaculate in it. Exactly. So sometimes life is like that. Life is like that precious thing that God gives to us mm -hmm. to fulfill a mission. And once that so, mission is fulfilled, we have yeah. to return it to him. To him. For those what? that don't know the serenity prayer, it simply says, God grants me the grace to accept the mm -hmm. things that I cannot change. Courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Because exactly. the truth is, some is. things we can change. Some things yeah. we cannot change. However, we need it to is. know the, serenity, the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. The serenity prayer in one word to me is, thy will be done. Do you know the will of God? No. The will of God is not what you know from end to end. It is what you know daily. Mm -hmm. So that pain you're going through, that challenge you're going through, Lord, what is your will in this pain? Yeah. Help me. Help me. It's like an athlete that wants to win. You, I mean, you're training to win that medal. You go through stuffs. Mm -hmm. You go as in you put yourself through so many things because you want to win that medal. That is it. So... You, you, you don't just give up and say, well, I've tried everything. It's not working. Hello, keep trying. And if you try and try, and the at the end of the day, what works is that he takes you home. Hey, no problem. We give him praise. So let us not see it like, oh, God has failed me. God did. No, he didn't fail you. If he shows you and I the reason or the picture behind what just happened, you will tell him, why didn't you show me all this wife? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. so you trust him that's another angle you trust in your pain trust him in your pain trust him because that is what is going to help us continuously speak those positive words yes continuously you don't stop you keep saying it even when you feel like it's not working no keep saying it don't stop saying it just keep saying it because life and death they are in the power of the tongue. What do you use the tongue to do? To speak. Life is here. So also is death. 
So you don't stop. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. And before you know it, ultimately, bang, life happens. And everybody will ask, when did all this, when, how did we get to this point? Ah, we've been saying it. We have been saying it. We have been confessing it. We have been practicing it. We have been doing it. And this is the result of it. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> it's, you know, this is just so relevant for people out there because the power of life and death is definitely in our mouth. We cannot question mm -hmm. God, but we can ensure that at least we build positivity around us. We build that life we want to yep. see around us with the words that we say. Sure. Wow, thank you so much. So if someone is listening and saying, where do I find out more? So do you have, I know you said you've written some books. So do you have any books that you've written that yeah. are books for beginners in terms of, I want to learn to start speaking positively or is that something that is in the pipeline that would happen sometime in the future? <laughs> I have, yes. Well, I, ha I have something in that direction, but it's I'm still working on it. Still Currently, I have uh, three of my books, uh, A Cocktail of Words. If you read A Cocktail of Words, you will appreciate why I call myself the wordsmith. Uh, then The Color of Words is a sequel to The Cocktail of Words. Then I have my HRO notebook. You know, all of these materials are on Amazon, as you can find them there. And I also have my, uh, my podcast, The Word Cafe Podcast with a max is also out there. I mean, on all the major outlets, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google, what have you. So, so I still do that there. I still, pro I mean, promote and project the power behind spoken words. So there's so much power behind spoken words. So you've heard it, guys. I'm not the words person. The word Smith has spoken to you and has told you about the power of positive words. So, Amakri, I'm going to ask, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you one question that I always like to ask all my guests. And that is if okay. someone decides that they choose, to, if someone forgets everything we've been spoken, speaking about right from the beginning until now, or if someone just says, you know what, this podcast, I just want mm -hmm. to get the crux of it, I just want to get to the end of it and person says to what you want to leave them with? What word, what phrase, what sermon, what is it that you want to leave somebody with that they are going to hold on to from this? I believe in the power of words for it is the unit of creation. That is what I want to leave with anybody and everybody that is listening to this podcast. Maybe you join, you're listening live or you, you, you watch the replay. This is it. I believe in the power of words. Why? Because it is the unit of creation. You can create with words. That world you want to live in, through the power of words, you can create it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. So, listeners, you've heard it. There is power in words we speak. No more negative speaking. We're not asking anybody to deny their situation, but we're asking you to change the focus. You can accept this is my situation. However, out of in the midst of all this, 
what am I going to choose to focus on? Find what positive thing in the midst of everything. Focus on that thing and start from there. Start to build your world from there with the words you speak. Thank you, listeners. It's a pleasure once again bringing you your favorite podcast. Thank you and um, see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Disabled But Enabled podcast. Please check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Disabled But Enabled and on our website, disabledbutenabled.org. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review. Feel free to tell us anything you would like to hear us talk about so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Once again, this is yours truly, Tutu Emmanuel, saying switch on the power within and see you next week.